You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted, a conversation on Christian ministry and the Christian life. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And on today's episode, we have a special guest guest with us again, uh, Robert Kinney, the Director of Ministries of the Charles Simeon Trust. Welcome back, Robert. Great to be here. Yeah. And great to be in person. I was, I was just going to say, flying in all the way from Vienna, which would be a lie. We've but. had you on the podcast before via Zoom, but this is the first time we've had you live and in person in the studio. And by studio, I mean Brian's office here at the church building. Right. <laughs> so you, you came into Chicago, though, right? I did. Then yeah. you flew out here. You're doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right. So you didn't come just for this. Well, I, I came to Salt Lake in part for this, sure. woo We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take that, yeah. But, uh, hey, we're, we're touching base with you because we're getting ready to go to a workshop that you're leading. Charles Simeon Trust Workshop. Charles Simeon Trust yep. Workshop in uh, Bellflower, California, uh, southeastern where's, L.A. There you go. I was like, where's Bellflower? Because that... I didn't even remember that was where it was. Yeah. Southern California. Well, that's the kind of prep work I do. So that's where we're <laughs> headed. And we just, we've been telling our listeners that we're going to kind of podcast our journey out that way. And so rather than doing this in the car with you, since you're flying and we're driving, uh, we just <laughs> want to take some time to kind of talk with you and, and let our listeners know what to expect in a workshop. Right. And let us know what to expect in Mostly a workshop. Mostly that. <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots of crying. Oh, great. <laughs> so we had on uh, Brett Risley earlier, and he's been a participant in the workshop. But you're a leader of the workshop, so you could kind of give us some, from the leader's perspective, what people need to do to kind of be prepared and and ready for that. Let's get some background first. How many workshops do you do? I know a lot of, you have a lot of different folks doing these workshops, but how many do you do like in a year, every year? In a given year, uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 probably. So you're doing like, you're averaging almost two a month then. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. And then uh, what else do you do for the Simeon Trust? Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Okay. Is that what the title is? D- director, mini- mi- director of Ministries seems about as loaded as associate pastor. <laughs> yeah. <It> does. <laughs> uh, so I manage the other directors who manage the staff. So I'm sort of the senior okay. manager of people. Uh, some vision and sort of executing vision. I work a lot with our chairman, Dave Helm, on that. Uh, some institutional relationships, but really a lot of what I do is just quality control. So making sure my team have the resources they need to do a good job, and then that they're actually doing a good job. Cool. Awesome. And then you and then you lead workshops and yeah. All right, so we're going to this workshop, Second Timothy. Yes. Right, uh, epistles, and uh, we've never done this. So I'm sure you've spoke with lots of people who've never done this. In a nutshell, what should we? Besides the video we could already watch, sure, uh, which we have, what should we really be expecting? Yeah, so it, it's it's um the, the 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 image we use is a three legged stool. So this is not scripture, reason, and tradition. Uh, <laughs> it's not that one. It's a different three legged stool. But the the virtue of a three legged stool is that without three legs, it doesn't stand. Right. Sure. A two legged stool isn't really a stool. It's a pile of junk. So, so there are three elements of this workshop that are essential, and, and that's what you will spend your time in. So the, the first one is the instructional sessions, six one-hour sessions uh, where we're going to interactively work through, led by one of the instructors, interactively work through a principle for exposition. So either a conviction about preaching that you need to have to do exposition well, or most of them will be tools for preaching expositionally. Okay, so I've done I've done online courses. Yeah. 
and I've done the one like like I've seen you on a bunch of these online courses. I've also seen. I mean, it, it's amazing to me how many people are on these online courses. I think mm-hmm. J.I. Packer's on one. Yep. Uh, I think D.A. Carson's on one. Don's on several of them. Yeah, now. he's a, yeah. There's a bunch. Um, Brian Chapel's on some stuff. Yep. So okay. So if I'm watching, and then you know who I uh, who's the guy innocent? Um, Michael Lawrence. Michael Lawrence. I have his stuff is amazing, and I didn't even know who he was. Right. No offense, Michael Lawrence, if you listen to this, but I didn't know, and so I was introduced to him. I'm like, this is really helpful. Uh, a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Is that is the workshops where you're filming these? Yeah. So so a lot of the instructional sessions in the online courses are some of what we think are the best of the best from our live workshops. Um, they, they lack the coherence because we're trying to go a lot broader in the online courses, whereas in, in the workshop itself, it's going to be pretty narrowly focused on we're in epistles this week. Right. Our primary example is going to be Second Timothy. And, and this is where it gets to the other two legs of the stool. In the online courses, you're, you're kind of absorbing yeah. Right. It's, it's 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 information download from a video, and we we try to make that as interactive as possible. But but still, they still say, okay, hit pause, look yeah. at this yourself, and then they edit out the conversation with the people. Right. In that regard, just right. because it's so you're, right. you're kind of going, okay, I, I know I missed that. Right. So yeah. so even in the instructional sessions, those six sessions, it's going to be a lot more live, engaging, interactive in the workshop. And how, how and it's long is that? So, like, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, but, good. but like in the online, in the online course, I'm watching. Let's say it's persuasion, right? Sure. And I think that's you lecturing on something in persuasion, and then you have a conversation somewhere. I'm just, I'm kind of spitballing here, yeah. but like, hey, let's look in this text, and what do we see here? And then in the video, it, it comes across because it was edited. Yeah. It, as being like ten seconds long. How long are those interactions? Are we talking like ten minute interactions sometimes? Might be a minute, might be two, might be four. It's going to okay. vary. Okay. So, so those videos, if, if you're watching a 35, 40-minute video, those are hour-long sessions. Oh, workshop. okay. That's helpful. Yeah, okay. that's helpful. So, so, that, so that's what's gotten cut out is some of those pieces. Yeah. Because some of those videos are 45 minutes, but some are, like you said, 35. Okay. That's right. helpful to know. Right. And, and, and that's in part because on video, you can't really capture the dynamic of a group discussion. Right. The way, right. I mean, we just don't have that many cameras in a room. Or, right. or microphones. Or it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the other thing is in the workshop itself, those, those, inter, those interactive instructional sessions are then paired with the other two legs. Ah, okay. Right? So so the small groups and the expositions. The expositions are easy to explain. We try to shut down each day or sometimes in the middle of the day uh, a sermon. The Which goal- you see those on the online courses, too. Right. That's like the bonus material, right? right? So you do so that. Those are coming from that right. same environment. Okay, sometimes cool. example sermons. Well, right. it's a lot of the, the online course sermons are not necessarily from workshops. Those might be other examples. Oh, okay. Because, again, we're trying to go broader in terms of covering the genre more than in, in a workshop the the sermons will generally be from that book actually now that you say that that makes sense because some of them are out of church right. yeah but i think i've seen uh uh david is it camera david camera 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 yeah i was trying to think of his name i think i've seen lecture and then literally i see him preach a sermon i'm like the same equipment and the screen and everything are all in the room yeah. right so that one probably yeah. came so, from sometimes it's from a workshop okay. sometimes from a church that makes sense um, so, but the expositions are important because not not as models, and and we try to say this pretty explicitly. You guys still think that we're we're up there like these are model sermons? No, we're actually that's part of the persuasion of the workshop. 
is that a lot of preachers, a lot of expositors, don't actually get a chance to listen to other preachers. Right. Sure. Certainly right. not live. Right. They might hear, you know, podcasts or whatever. Um, Which there is a big difference. I listen sure. to three or four sermons from a different range. I've started listening to Hennison Baptist and some of these others. There is definitely a difference. Sure. Well, and that's also a sermon then for that church. As exactly. opposed to that's a what I workshop, mean. Yeah. a sermon for the guys in the room. Well, that's right. what I mean. You're not part of the intended audience right. when you're listening and, so, and you're eavesdropping on somebody else's preaching. And so right? the goal for the sermons is actually part of the persuasion of the workshop. It's to give each guy the experience of sitting under the Word of God preached, experiencing what that is to have the Word expounded clearly. I mean, I hope they're good models, but I actually mostly hope each guy in that room is being reminded of why it is he gives himself to preach right. by being the recipient of preaching. So yeah. along those lines, you're saying, you know, one of the benefits of the workshops is you're actually getting to interact with other preachers and that uh, versus the online where it's just kind of watching and listening. Sure. Right. So along those lines, maybe I'm new to preaching or I'm new to expositional preaching. He has 34 and a half sermons. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? It'll be thir- 35 tomorrow. 35 and but, a half. <laughs> Whatever. Should I be nervous if I'm coming to this room where there's some of the pastors are more experienced? Do you see kind of some newer novice guys with some veteran guys? And who shows up to these things? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> for, for the men's workshops in the U.S., it's generally speaking pastors... All, all varieties of pastors, some elders, some other types of church leaders. Oh, and so um, you got guys who've been preaching for two decades? we got guys who've been preaching for four decades. Okay, so and then all the way down to we've got guys, six sermons in or two sermons or something? Yeah, some of them are seminary students who've got zero sermons. Okay, so pretty um, big range. Yeah, it, it is, and, and it makes it challenging sometimes to put them all in small groups together. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at the worksheet I've had to put together, and I'm thinking, man, is Robert going to call on me? Do I have to read this whole thing in front of everybody? Uh, Which Brett yeah. told us kind of a little bit of the process. I'm sure. guessing it'll be the same, like yeah. reading it out, someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and that's that's actually the third leg of the workshop. Okay, so hold on. We kept interrupting you, yeah. and I'm interrupting you right now yeah. to go back and get a quick summary. Sure. So, leg number one. Correct it's, me. Correct me where I'm wrong. Is is uh, instruction? Yep. And then I think leg number two. I think you said demonstration. Yeah, sermons. Sermons. De- okay. Okay. Sermons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so, uh, I, I principles said, of exposition, examples of preaching. Great. Now, the practice in small okay. groups. Uh, okay. Which is the thing we actually spend the most time in. We spend more time in small groups than we do in instructional sessions, okay. and that is on purpose because that's where the real work is done. That's where sure. you're going to present. You're going to have five minutes to walk us through your work. The assigned yeah. text. That you yeah. yeah, so you were assigned a text. You were given a worksheet. Right. Here mm-hmm. are questions to help guide your preparation in this passage. Now you're going to get five minutes to walk us through that. Yeah. Somebody else is going to be assigned the same text. They're going to get five minutes to walk us through their preparation on that same passage. Each of you is going to have an, a, a responder assigned to you who's going to ask you some questions. Oh, boy. And lead us into a group discussion on your work. That's great. That's where the feedback, the coaching, the critique, occasionally the crying happens. <laughs> so, so Brett said... I'm, I'm kidding on that, but... Well, I can see. I mean, people have cried, but like... I mean, I'll be puking in a bucket over the nervousness of it all. But. <laughs> so, uh, do you have guys... Brett had said, and maybe maybe not being just a participant, but being one who oversees these things, you don't want to say it the same way Brett said it. But he said, yeah, we had guys that showed up that were like teacher's pets. 
They poured so much into it, it almost looked ridiculous. I think that's how he said it. Maybe he didn't say ridiculous, but it was over the top. Just that grade A student. Just yeah. over the top. Like, did you read 100 commentaries, and did you do this, and did you that? And then he had a, all the way down to, I didn't know what I was doing, so I really didn't do anything. Would you say that's a fair assessment of how these might go? Yeah, I mean, that that's two versions. That, that's two. He was giving us the polls. Yeah. And he said it's everywhere in between there, you know, different ranges of what people do. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would identify those as polls because then there's, then there's you know, the old guy who's been doing it for 30 years and like, this is my method for preparation. So he doesn't do the worksheet? So I don't really care about your worksheet. But he, come, <laughs> but he, but he comes in prepared and has right. done some of those. That's things. fair. Sure. That's funny, right? actually. The, the, we try to mitigate against at least the... Uh, this sounds like I'm throwing them under the bus. I'm not meaning to. The seminary student mentality of I need to have read every commentary right. and come in. Like we try to mitigate against that. So if there's there's a really important note at the bottom of the worksheet that says you are allowed to bring this like front and back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. It's a page, right? It's a page. We don't want more than that because right. I don't I don't care what a hundred commentators have said. I want to know how you've prepared this passage. Sure. Okay, let's get. Can we get? And you need really, to have done enough work to get it down to a front and back page. Right. Can, yeah. Can we get really practical then? Sure. And we'll just use my example that we're not looking at. We don't have it in front of us, but I, you know, I have, I have answers in there that I feel like I could speak to for quite a bit. But they're not. I mean, it's like a couple of the answers on the worksheet say one sentence. Okay, that's fair. One sentence. But here's a breakdown. Okay, well, here's three lines breaking this down. Here's a context, and it's like two sentences, three sentences. It's this. Is that kind of what generally is expected? Because I'm looking at that going, I have no idea what to expect. I'm going to walk in here and present this. Am I shortchanging it? Am I? I mean, that's the hard part about it. So I don't know what's expected. Well, you're nodding, so I'm assuming I've got the right answer. You're about to tell me how silly I am. <laughs> well, I I don't want this to sound. Uh, no, let me have it, brother. Glib, I'll, we'll cry on the podcast. <laughs> glib, glib in any way. Uh, Part of it is we don't really have expectations. Okay. okay. So so some guys will, you know, take the first question, the structure question, right? Some guys will come so really, in with just a 27-point really outline. Can we, can we of hit the, pause really quick? Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I just want to give our listeners context. If you're listening to this, uh, you can go to simiantrust.org, and there's some resources there. You can see this worksheet we're talking about. It is available for download. It is free there. It's in all the other stuff, too. I think simiantrust.org slash prepare will get you directly to the page. Is that where it is? Okay, yeah. So, so we're talking about a sheet that if you're preaching and you don't even know what to look at, this is a very helpful document that asks really good questions. So I just wanted to throw that out there. If someone's sure. listening going, please, what are you talking about? Okay, so back to they've got the sheet. First question, structure. Yeah, so the question is asking what's the structure of the passage and how did you arrive at that? That's basically what the question is asking. Some guys will come in with here is like, you know, discourse analysis, every phrase laid out, oh, man. aligned in this kind of beautiful overarching structure. Some guys will come in with one, two, three, each one a word. Here's kind of where he's going. Right. And that's it. Like yeah. homiletical outline, properly <laughs> alliterated. <laughs> and, and, and if the goal of the, the small group was to get at the right answer of the passage, like what's this passage about, great. Then I'd have a preference. But what I'm saying is we don't really have an expectation because the goal is actually to help 
you and your yeah. preparation. Right. So, thinking. So yeah. I don't really care how much or how little you have in your answer there because whatever you have, it's that's the starting point. Now we mm-hmm. now we're gonna help you. So, now we work through so, that. So that so that guy yeah. who's got the three point homiletical outline, I'm gonna ask him questions like how did you get that? What yeah. tools did you use? Gotcha. Right. Do you think these words actually capture that or is that you trying to be cute because you you've you've confused structure of the passage with your homiletical outline? Okay. So gotcha. the guy who's got twenty seven points, I'm gonna ask him. All right, what you're not gonna preach a twenty seven point sermon. I, right. I don't care who you are, and if you do, it's not gonna be very effective, at least homiletically. So how are you taking that down to some larger movements? Like how are you understanding uh, okay. the concepts sure. and the logic, right? So so whatever they give me, we're gonna start there. Because the goal is actually to help you in your preparation, to take a step forward, to make progress. It's not to get the right answer. I don't care if we get the right answer. That's helpful, and that's reassuring. I'm not trying to get like this the specific right answer, but it's just kind of like a methodology to it. Well, it's really helpful for me because I have two assigned passages, and I also have a lot of other pastoral duties mm-hmm. here. And I was also working, and you, I mean, yeah. Josiah, you're working on prep and sermons. Like I have, I have some time, but I cannot sacrifice too much of my church ministry as I'm doing this. So I would just take each question. I limited myself to, you know, uh, I think the total worksheet. I think I gave myself two hours, mm-hmm. um, which is not what I do when I preach, right? But I, I have two of these texts. That's four hours heading into this. I did you, the work. You could spend some more time on it. I probably could, yeah. I, I realize that. I'm fully confessing that ahead of time. Right. Um, but I, uh, and I probably would be well benefited to do that, but I also have you know, numerous things. Yeah, well, so, so, so double down. All or, right, or double go. dip. I think that's probably the better way. Well, d- bo- double down on double dip. Do something uh, double. Uh, so uh, the, the goal of the workshop is to help each guy make progress in his expositional work, right? To, to make progress in his, in his sermon prep so that he preaches clearer, more, more effective expositions of God's word. A secondary benefit of the workshop is apprehension of a book. Mm-hmm. Right, so, exactly. So I'm saying double dip. Use this as an opportunity to launch a series in Second well, Timothy. I would because, have loved because to you're have gonna, done that. Because <laughs> then, yeah. then you've got two sermons pretty well prepped. Right? 100%. If, you, if, you, if you go way more than two hours on each one. Yeah. So I would you're have loved. You're getting exposed to six more <laughs> yep. in the small group, plus three more in the sermons. So what I need to do is line my preaching calendar up against all the workshops. Well, and that's to. kind and, of what Brett talked about. And a lot of guys do that. Well, a lot of guys will take whatever the Simeon workshop is that year. And over the next year, <laughs> so, suddenly there's a series on First Samuel. Brett actually had said, like, I said, are you going to go to the next one in Des Moines and do it? And he said, well, it depends on what they're doing, kind of because of that. For us, it was, here's our, we've already got the calendar laid out because we have multiple preachers in it. Yeah. And we're kind of coming into this late, and where can we go? We need to drive. And so it didn't fit the parameters. I use the worksheet if it's helpful. I do use this worksheet in my preaching prep. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this, this is really good stuff. But in any case, I'm doing the first worksheet, and I realize after I've typed it up, I've made all the comment, you know, the copies for everybody. I'm like, you know, now that I look at the second section of text, I see this this connection that I sort of loosely saw. But now that I've really drilled down, I see it better. But I didn't go back and put all that back in the first sheet. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. I'll talk about it, but I don't think I'm going to write it up. So a part of me is like, I hope I don't look like I'm just coming in loosey goosey. I'm prepared to talk about it, but I, you know, so I, I it, part of it is I don't know what. Sure. What level to expect? Well, well and that, and again, the whole goal of the workshop is progress, and and I'll tell you guys next week, like 
especially after day one, don't be afraid to that very night go back. Because you're also going to see two or three or four other people yeah. present. Right. And you're going to see things in the text that will affect your second presentation. And we encourage you guys, you know what? Go back to your hotel, go back to your Airbnb, go back to your office, wherever it is you go in the evening. Feel free to try to make some progress, right? Right. Actually right. do the work yeah. again. Which is again. helpful because I thought I could handwrite some stuff on here, but it won't be on all the copies. You know, anyway, that's right. good to which know. Is, which, is, which is why you get two passages and not just one, mm-hmm. which is why they're on separate days. We actually want you to have the space to be able to make progress even within the three days we're getting together. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I, the, so the part of the other issue is I probably should have started working on this quite a bit earlier, and that's probably where I failed, except uh, at the point where I realized that, I didn't have time to go back. I didn't have a DeLorean to go back in time and fix it. Like, yeah, well, well we, I am we, stuck. We also don't want you to feel this is a burden. So you right. you don't usually get your assignments until about a month out anyway. Right. right. Yeah, like, I think that was about the case yeah. for like, us. I, I, I don't, I don't, we don't want you guys like going down the rabbit hole on this. Sure. So along those lines, sure. what's the best thing that I could do to prepare for a workshop? Is it really investing my time in those passages and that worksheet? Or, or what kind? Is it reading that, that text or that, that book of the Bible? Uh, what would you recommend for someone coming to a workshop? Yeah, because books hang together. Books are coherent units, right? Anything less than that is something we've sort of artificially subdivided. So your familiarity with the book and investing in your prep on those two passages you've been assigned are the best things you can do. Because then, then when you get there, you're able to engage in a conversation with the other guys on their passages that you didn't prepare. Sure. Which I didn't, I didn't allude to that, but I've, I've been reading, that's what I've been doing, is reading First and Second Timothy yeah. over and over and over again. So I didn't include that in my time, because I, I watch these online courses, like I want to... I want to really get to there ahead of where we're getting. I want to think it through, but that has been really helpful. Do you recommend, do you have to go through first principles before you go to a workshop? You don't have to. Should you? It, it can be helpful. Because uh, like like in anything uh, along these lines, a certain amount of it is just vocabulary apprehension. So what do, what do we actually mean by structure? What do we actually right. mean by context? There are four kinds of context, right? So, so first principles will give you a head start on the vocabulary for your mm-hmm. first workshop, and it and it will feel less foreign. You will have yeah. seen some of the pictures and heard some of the definitions and seen some of the concepts before. Perfect. Uh, there, there are a lot of guys who come in and haven't done that, and they are truly lost. To go, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But the pictures. The first time you see the picture, it's mind blowing, right? <laughs> you see it two some, or three some times. Of, some of the pictures are pretty cheesy, but like some of them are sure. decent. Some of them go, oh, that's really interesting. Hey, we're out of time, but I have about ten, like really get down to the real brass tax questions. Okay. Do you have time to do another podcast with us? Yeah. All right. Do you want? Can we? Yeah. He probably needs contact info shared, all that. Yeah, it's your yeah. job. I'll step out. Of the yeah. Way. So, Robert, if if people have questions about uh, maybe a workshop or an online course or just a follow up question for you, is there a way that they can get a hold of you or get hold of some guys at the Simian Trust? Yeah, info at simiantrust.org goes to a group of people on the team that will make sure your question goes to the right person. Perfect. Say that one more time. Info, info. Okay. at simiantrust.org. I see all the info emails, so I, okay. may, I may jump in personally awesome. sometimes, or my team may take care of it. 
Perfect. Hey, hey before you close this Sometimes down. we don't communicate with each other very well and three or four different people answer the question. <laughs> you give multiples. So I want to ask things like, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen in a workshop? Sure. What's the worst thing a person could do? The best? Like, I want to get to those. All so right, our listeners yeah. should listen to the next podcast because <laughs> I want to get to those not, if not, he's willing to answer them. Yeah. Now you have the important information. Tune in next time for maybe some fun questions. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for listening. Salty Believer Unscripted is a production of SaltyBeliever.com. Visit the website to find more resources like the podcast you've just listened to.